Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us here on We Are Not Cattle Radio. It is the 20th day of January, 2013. I'm your host, Jake Counts, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Once again, thanks for joining me on the broadcast this morning. A lot to cover, a lot of silliness, a lot of craziness. Of course, we are talking about Washington, so it wouldn't be Washington without silliness and craziness. But first, I do want to go to a couple of clips that I uploaded this morning, and um, it's really kind of scary fun at the same time because, you know, eventually you have to admit that we have a problem before you can solve the problem. And I'm reading a book right now. It's um, it's called Inside the Third Reich. It's Memoirs of Albert Speer, and um, I just grabbed it off my dad's old bookshelf, so... But I did want to read an excerpt from this because in the foreword, it shows you how far I've gotten in the book, but it was very intriguing. In the foreword, it quotes Machiavelli, and this is kind of the approach that we need to have here as liberty lovers, lovers of freedom. we got to understand what's going on here and how we get in front of this. It says, political misjudgments and wrong turns are like tuberculosis, hard to detect and easy to cure in the beginning, and easy to diagnose, but hard to cure in the end. So that being said, the gun control thing is out there. The executive orders are out there. Did they scare me? No, not really. Executive orders have 30 days to be responded to by Congress, and I just don't think that we're going to have a Congress that's going to tell the individual states what they're going to do. But what you see now is you see the real counterbalance. You see it. And I was waiting for it. I've been waiting for it for two years. I'm like, eventually, people are either going to wake up or people are just going to say this is enough from the federal government. And people are going to start citing the Constitution and going to start citing our Bill of Rights, and going to start citing the founders, and going to start citing all of this historical fact what this nation was founded on. And then you're going to have people from the other political spectrum that are going to talk about how well, we need to do away with that because it's archaic and all this other stuff. It's only 200 years old, guys. Magna Carta is way older than that. And I think we can all agree that the Magna Carta is probably a good thing. It basically says you can't steal or kill your neighbor without that being against the law. So there you go. So what we need to really look at is what's causing all of this. What's causing – now the hostage stuff I can't even touch because every time I turn around, it's something new, and it's all coming out of like Fox and CNN and, and all these other these other areas that that are – their credibility is not the greatest. 
And I am going to actually read the post that I put up about gun control. For those of you that don't follow me on Facebook, that listen to the broadcast from either overseas or wherever, so you guys can get an idea of where I stand on this whole issue. Which, over the last couple of shows, I've been going over it because it is, as Alex Jones calls it, the canary in the coal mine. And I understand the the assault weapons, and I, I understand all of that. I understand that they're scary. I understand it. But I don't even want to touch on that because we have a much larger issue to deal with here. This show was started mainly to give myself a platform, other people that are like myself a platform. And I'm not going to discriminate. If you have differing opinions than I do, I will get you on for an intellectual debate. That is not a problem. But it has to be an intellectual debate. It's not going to be out of pure emotion. So I based my show on being factual, being accurate, and that's why I did not want to do my show on Thursday because it wasn't going to give me enough time to digest the executive orders. It wasn't going to give me enough time to see how everybody would react, and it wasn't going to give me enough time to just come out and be emotional about it because that's really – I mean emotion is part of it. Emotion is part of freedom. I mean it really is. I mean – when somebody starts trampling on your rights, you got to get mad. Otherwise, they're just going to keep trampling and trampling and trampling, much like we see here. It's like, oh, well, you can secretly surveil us, and that 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 seems fine. Nah, I got nothing to hide. It, that that seems fair. That that's complete freedom. And what also is funny is um, and shame on me, but uh, I never read George Orwell's 1984. And my friend said to me the other day, he's got it on Audible, which is a service that I don't get paid for this, guys, but I highly recommend it. If you're like myself, if you're a truth seeker or if you're a a, a knowledge junkie like myself, you just want to know stuff, God, is it great. So I downloaded 1984 and listened to the first chapter and a half um, driving to the gym and back uh, yesterday. And oh my God. Pretty spot on for something that was written so long ago. Because now we're here. We are here. Hello, Big Brother is here. And they and they and the system will make it sexy and fun to be spied upon. And I see it all the time. I saw it on a show the other day called White Collar. And it's I don't even know. I watched it for like ten minutes. And yeah, I understand it's a television show and all this stuff, but but when you when you factually misrepresent your law or your or your rights as a citizen, it just kind of makes it okay in society to oh yeah well, we can do that oh yeah well that sounds good you know because it all ties in together it's a societal thing guys and we have to be real with ourselves it's a societal issue you look around you wonder why we have mass shootings you wonder why I mean we play. I play violent video games. I mean, I play Call of Duty. I play Halo 4. I play that stuff. I'm a, a you know, I'm a younger guy. I grew up with video games. But me at 33, I can distinguish between that pulling a trigger on a an artificial intelligence or a computer generated intelligence whereas a 14, 15, 16-, 17-year-old may not I mean, they they understand, but they don't really understand. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason that 16, 17-year-olds can't drink in America. There's a reason. 
not because you physically can't handle it. It's because there is some blatant responsibility that goes along with it. So you have younger generations growing up on violent video games, which glorifies guns and kill streaks and all that stuff. And then you get them on psychotropics that even say on the insert and on the package themselves that they suspend reality for the most part. And you've got a recipe for disaster. Now it's very it's very sad what happened. It's very sad that happened to the kids. But President Obama, shame on you. Shame on you. And I'll defend you on my show a lot. I do. I defend it when when they take their little quips and sound bites and stuff and run them all over the conservative radio. I'll come to your aid. But you can't go through high-fiving kids and saying you're going to get the guns for the kids. I mean, you just – you're going to see the right – the hardcore right just come out with like Hitler, Stalin, all that stuff. You know, oh, it was so sad, guys. It was so sad because it's all political theater now. You mean – Obama is, is is a pure liberal at heart. So the fact that he wants gun control doesn't shock me at all. It doesn't shock me. I mean, that's what you know that side of the fence likes. I don't. I lie somewhere in the middle of the fence. So enough of that. But I just wanted to say shame on you. Once again, you are our president, so I will respect you. But, man, using the kids, come on, dude. So... Here's my first clip, and this is Ron Paul from the Walton and Johnson show. Now, I'm picking up these shows on the internet because I, I really like what Ron Paul gets into on a lot of these things. And so here is the underlying issue. I know that I said that I'm going to – and I am going to cover it, the gun control from both sides of the aisle and what we should do. But here is Ron Paul on on the Walton and Johnson show. And forgive me because I just uploaded this, so if it's, the quality's bad, just you know, bear with me. But he talks about, hey, they're going to keep going for bigger and bigger government, and then they're going to go for world government. And he says, well, and that is the plan. So all the people that thought we were crackpots, you know, two, three years ago, and we're like, hey, they're announcing world government. Hey, they're they're talking about this. Hey, they're they're really looking to do this kind of stuff. Which is why they would want to disarm the population because, once again, as I said on the show before, the only time that you want to really dis disarm a population is if you're going to do some stuff they're really not going to like. Or if you know something's coming down the pipe that you kind of want to corral this thing and, and have it under control. Once again, that's why you know I put out the idea um, a couple of shows ago. You guys can check it if you want. I, I sat down because I got freaked out when I was like, oh my god, the government's buying 1.4 billion rounds of ammo? What the heck? Are they going to come around and kill us all? Probably not. No, can't do that. Not in this modern age. No way. Not with all these cameras and stuff. Just can't do it. You, you just can't. So I was sitting there thinking, and I was like, well, you know, if they did know that they were going to harbor some kind of agenda for guns, if they were going to curtail, you know, the the ownership of firearms, then they might just start buying up all the ammo so it makes it really scarce, which is exactly what they did. And my friend went to a gun show yesterday, and he said it was bonkers. The show opened at 9 o'clock. He got there at – he said he got there at 10.15. They were out of 223 ammo, 9mm ammo, 45, 
Almost everything. They were out of almost everything. And he said that there was a line out the door that you had to wait for somebody to come out before you could go in. And he said within – he talked to all the the gun dealers and stuff, and within 30 minutes, people had bought up all the ammo. Now, the American people will understand what's about to happen. It's not going to be a civil war, guys. It's not going to be a shootout with the government. Who in the hell would want that? I mean, I don't, I don't understand that concept of fantasizing about that all day. I really don't. I don't understand that concept of fantasizing about taking on a SWAT team. <laughs> Those are your neighbors. What are you thinking? Let's be realistic here. What is the real problem? Jake Washington's a problem. Yeah, no joke, right? No joke. Washington's a problem. But here is Ron Paul talking about world government, and here is what we really, really need to focus on if you're in the liberty movement. Because guess what, guys? If if national sovereignty goes, free reign on the citizens. So here's the Ron Paul clip, and then I want to go back to – I want to touch a couple of points, and then I'm going to go to another segment of his clip, and then I, I've, I've got so much stuff to cover. So here it is. If I look at outside of Washington, I think there's lots to be optimistic about. If you look at Washington, D.C. and the budgetary process and what they do on a day-to-day basis, you can get pretty depressed over that. So I have to look to the positive things, and I think there are some positive things. But on the short run, I don't think they're going to straighten the mess out up in Washington. So I'm sort of anticipating a time when there will be major decisions made because this system we have today isn't viable. It's going to get a lot worse. And I'm just hoping we have enough numbers to put it back together again with some common sense rather than saying, well, what we need is more government. We need the United Nations to come in and take care of us. Because that's the, I think that's the plan, isn't it? We'll get there. We'll get there. Yep, that's, 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 the, that's the group that we're competing with. Um, but let's this, this hope the American people wake up. I mean, we go to international organizations already. We, we ask them about trade and monetary policy and welfare problems when you go to war and i'm sort of old-fashioned on that i think that should be uh, a national issue okay so there's the setup if you will now i've got clips behind that to back up exactly what ron paul is saying so you guys don't think he's some kind of crackpot because that's what they're going to say everyone so get ready they're going to say People that don't like big government are the crazy people. People that quote the founders all day are the problem. They're the ones holding us back from this grand agenda. It's the same kind of shit that they pulled back in Soviet Russia. Excuse my language. But it just gets me so mad because it's a, it's the same playbook. It's the exact same playbook. Like, oh, you're not for central planning. Wow, you're – what? You want free markets? No, those don't work. We've already seen that. No, crony capitalism doesn't work, guys. You study any basic economic theory, free markets will destroy central planning because central planning can't – it can't sustain itself because it it goes all the way to the top, and then once it gets to the top, it's just a, a complete cluster. You don't know where to distribute anything. So so you say, okay, Jake, 
what is he talking about this trotting off to war and we you know we we asked for international approval to war I'm glad you asked that because here's Leon Panetta talking about how they can get international approval circumventing Congress by the way which is ridiculous to use our military now Congress mind you Congress could cut off the funding, but then the special interest groups that would profit from the war would be very, very disappointed in that. So you run into the conundrum. It's like, ugh. So they'll just say that we're going to send troops there. And and watch, people. You watch. If they start sending troops to Africa, come on out. I mean, eventually we have to admit to ourselves as Americans – that we are an empire. Stop playing. We're the police. We're we're the police of the world. No, no, no. Empire. Conquer minerals. That's what we do. And do we benefit from it? Oh no. Because in order to have an empire, you have to fund an empire. And what brings all empires down, Jake? Oh, gee, what do they do? They all run out of money. That's why you have 77% of the population being taxed now. That's why. That's why they're going after the middle class and the lower class. Because we're running out of money. So here's the legal basis clip, and then I'm going to go back to Ron Paul, and he's going to talk to right on top of what we were just talking about, where it's like it, – it, it's it's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs land. It's like if if one hostage gets shot in one country – then 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 all of this media groundswell happens. But in the Sudan, hundreds of thousands of people can have their heads chopped off in a year, and the UN just sends there with crossed arms. It's like, we're the policemen of the world. Dude, go do something about these people that are getting hacked up with machetes, and they're, you know, they have a whole group of, of, of guys that come into an entire village and, and hack them up. Thousands of people, hack them up, dead. Don't make that on the news. No, because there's nothing there for us in the Sudan. Nothing. It's all strategic, guys. It's all a show. Look past the show. Look past the staging. Look past the sets. Look past the suits. Look past it. It's all costumes. Come on, we have to use common sense here. Eventually, you know, you can get sold on the policemen of the world for a little while. But you're gonna run out of money, and when we do, that's when it's really gonna—it's we're gonna have some really tough times. And depending on how long we stretch this thing out, it's—it's it's like an exponential curve. The longer we sit there and play with ourselves that everything's fine and dandy, and that we don't have really really bad fiscal policies and pretty pretty bad foreign policies. We're going to be in trouble. China owns most of our debt. China's no joke. Of course, they're, you know, they have slave labor and all that good stuff over there, so it's not like a, a flourishing nation, but you don't want to mess around with those guys and the Russians. We really don't. And I don't know why we keep trying to bow up against them. I don't know if it's just political posturing so it can get everybody to line up on both sides of each country, because Russia's got their issues and so does China. So. 
Here is the legal basis clip of Leon Panetta, who controls our military, that looks at Congress and says, um, yeah, basically we get to say where our troops go, so you guys don't get to do anything. So here's the clip. But you, before we do this, you would seek permission of the international authorities. If we're, work, if we're working with an international coalition and we're working with NATO, uh, we would uh, want to be able to uh, get uh, appropriate permissions in order to be able to, to do that. That's, that's something that you know, all of these countries would want to have some kind of legal basis on which to act. What legal basis are you looking for? What, what entity? Well, obviously, the U, if, if NATO made the decision to go in, that would be one. Uh, if, uh, if, we, if we developed an international coalition beyond NATO, uh, then obviously some kind of U.N. security resolution would so be an, the basis a, a for that. Coalition of, so you're saying NATO would give you a legal basis and uh, um, an ad hoc coalition of nations would provide a legal basis? If we, if, we, if we were able to put together a coalition uh, and uh, were able to uh, move together, then obviously we would seek whatever legal basis we would need in order to make that uh, uh, justified. I mean, you, you know, we, we can't just pull them all together uh, in a uh, combat operation without getting the, uh, the legal basis on which to act. Well, who are you asking for the legal basis from? If it's uh, obviously if the UN passed a security resolution as it did in Libya, we would do that. Uh, if uh, if NATO came together as we did in Bosnia, uh, we would rely on that. So you know we we have options here uh, if we want to build uh, the kind of international approach to dealing with the situation. Well, I'm for all for having an in international support, but I I'm really baffled by the idea that that somehow an international assembly provides a legal basis for the United States military to be deployed in combat. I don't believe it's close to being correct. They, have, they provide no legal authority. The only legal authority that's required to deploy the United States military is uh, the Congress and the President and the law and the Constitution. Let, let me just for the record be clear again, Senator, so there's no misunderstanding. When it comes to the national defense of this country, the President of the United States has the authority under the Constitution to act to defend this country, and we will. Uh, if, it, if it comes to a, an operation where we're trying to build a coalition of nations to work together to go in and operate as we did in Libya or Bosnia, for that matter, Afghanistan, we want to do it with permissions either by NATO or by the international community. Totally, totally criminal. Holy monkey. So that's, you know, that was like six months ago, everyone. I've played that on my show a couple of times. But you have to understand that this is the game plan. And they're going to call the people that don't want world government and don't want to be world slaves, they're going to call you kooks. They're going to tell you that Agenda 21 does not exist, even though it's on my website, and you can download it. They are going to tell you that there is nothing wrong with international approval. And, and Panetta is so smart, and he knows the documents so well, 
that he understands that he says that it's in defense of the nation, then the president can act without Congress, which is true. Defending what exactly, Mr. Panetta? Defending us from whom? Guys, when's the last time our country was attacked? When's the last time we had a real, real threat? Viable, not something that the hoax media brought up just so they could fund us to go into, you know, that Coney stuff? Holy cow, that was just a mirage. And luckily, the the off-mainstream media got out there enough to where they said, hey, this guy's been missing for six years. What what are we talking about? Go get Coney. And it was just a big propaganda ploy, a big push, a big leaflet, a big whatever you want to call it. The big brainwashing ceremony to see how many of the how many of the sheep would line up, and man, did the sheep line up, son! Woo! So now the clandestine government that used to be the United States government, which is now probably the NSA along with a couple of other entities, the FBI and the CIA and all those guys. CIA just probably listen to this show right now. Hey guys, hello NSA. Remember everyone. They record everything, and then they talk about, well, we don't really have any way to, you know, track it or anything, but we just we just store it. Yeah, we're just going to keep it just in case. Okay. That being said, now we're going to go back to Ron Paul in the second part of this interview. Jake, why do you go to Ron Paul in so many of these clips? Because he tells the truth. Because he's one of the only senators that will get up there and tell – or excuse me – Representatives, they'll get up there and tell you what's really going on. And the and the thing about Ron Paul, and I was mentioning this because my friend Daryl brought this up on the show. He's amazing in the fact that he never tells you to go out and vote for him. Never tells you to go out and vote. He uses the platform to educate you. Says, hey, here's what's really going on. Here's the challenges we're really facing in this nation. You guys get together and figure this stuff out because we're about to be in trouble. Man, do I not want any of this stuff to happen. Holy cow, do I not. Now you have Texas talking about secession. You have this other Texas representative coming out and saying that if they try to enforce any kind of gun ban here in the state of Texas, not here, I mean in the state of Texas, that they're going to find people, and they're going to throw them in jail. Heck yeah. Hey, we still got the Tenth Amendment, man. States have rights too. Just because you guys got all of our money... Up there in Washington? Mm-mm. Doesn't mean you're the boss of us anymore. I think the time that the people stand up and say, no, this is all wrong. What are you guys doing? You're a bunch of jackals. You're up there as hired guns to push an agenda. And we see you. We got the sunglasses on if you want to break out the old um, John Carpenter movie, They Live. Which is probably the best B-movie of all time, I think. So here is the second half of the Ron Paul clip, and then I'm going to go to a couple other things because, guys, we have to understand. Get the big picture, okay? That's what I'm trying to get to everybody is you're going to, you're going to see the infighting in the media because, they're, remember, they're going to take whatever topic is hot, and they're going to go blah, 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 song and dance, song and dance, song and dance. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. This is the hot topic because we say so. And then you're going to have people that 
that are just tarts that are hired on. Like I was, I stomached about 15 minutes, and I try to watch this stuff. I really do, guys, but I can't watch Neocon news. I can't watch Neocon talk, right? I can't listen to Neocon talk, right? It makes me sick. You guys want to go to war so bad. You guys want to bomb so many people. Go enlist. Just sign up. No, 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 can't do that. Mm. We are. We have other people for that. You know, it becomes very sad when you see the banter and you see talking points from both sides about gun control. Both sides. Well, reasonable restrictions sound good. Okay. The only thing I can give you guys is reasonable is magazines. 100-round magazines, like a, a, a drum, like a 100-round drum, keep it at fire range. Who cares? And then here is something that I thought was absolutely hysterical, and a couple of guys brought this up to me, and I'll post this article. I don't know if they fixed this yet, but this was awesome. So in New York, they got so excited, Cuomo and, and New World Order minion um, – what's his name? Bloomberg – that I, I just don't understand that guy at all. But they got so excited about passing their gun legislation that they forgot that cops carry a 15-round magazine. So they outlawed anything over 10 rounds. That's, that's outlawed. And the cops are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, hey, um, yeah, we carry a 15-round mag for our pistols, so are we outlawed? And of course they won't be. They're above the law. I mean, they 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 just get to. Of course, I mean, you you, you shouldn't do that, morons. You can't restrict the cop to have fifteen round clips. It's stupid. But you got so excited about passing the law. Oh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna get the guns. Oh, whoops, misstep. So that just shows you guys. That just shows you how. How creepy some of these people are. Very creepy. And if you don't think they're creepy, man, you guys need to start paying attention because Bloomberg and some of those guys, whoo, they give me the creeps, man. It's like, did you guys even read the cut? Did you guys take history class at all? I mean, what? You you get to tell people what they could drink? Well, that seems reasonable. And, and just like everything, everything seems reasonable. Hell, on paper. Socialism, Karl Marx, that sounds awesome. It is the greatest idea in the world. <laughs> Other than the fact that crazy people will probably get the levers of power and will just absolutely implode it and take all the money for themselves, which is what the robber barons have done over hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. You know, I, I still find it amazing that, that people don't even know regular history where the Rothschilds used to send. A group of mercenaries in there when the coal miners or, or excuse me, miners would strike, and they would send mercenaries into the town and, and absolutely mow them down. We're going to strike. Okay, here's guns, and we're going to shoot you. That's it. That's the real challenge, everyone. And Ron Paul says it time after time. Hey, there's – and here – he talks about people that are that are global in nature. I played the clip on my show last week. Hey, there are people that are global in nature that really don't give a flying rip who's in president, who's the president. 
And this is who we're fighting. We're fighting those people. We are fighting the fight. It is literally the people versus the ultra elite, everyone. That is what it is. Do not fool yourselves with Mitt Romney and all those other guys. They are there to distract you. Don't fool yourself with Bill Gates. He's there to distract you. You think he's the real money? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. And see, the oligarchs have gotten so smart that they have concealed themselves. They have cloaked themselves so where they they bought up all the newspapers. I mean, they even said that you know back in the sixties where everybody was really pissed at the government for a, a couple of good reasons. They started they were like, well, we got to get control of this media stuff. We got to start buying up newspapers. We got to start buying up everything, and they did. Bought it all up and be like, you don't talk about Bilderberg and you don't talk about any of that stuff. Then you have people like Jack Hunter that come out and say, who's the you know the libertarian? I don't know what you are, Jack Hunter. You creep me out for some reason. That little swoosh haircut that you have just really creeps me. I don't know you as a person. I understand your, some of your viewpoints, but you, you sound like a co-opter, dude. You really do. It's like you kind of… Are trying to co-opt the liberty movement into the big neocon, you know, establishment garbage. Not a big fan. You'll never get us. You'll never get the Ron Paul supporters. You'll never get us. You might get some of us. The Southern Avenger. So I'm not attacking you, dude. It's just like when you come out in your article and you talk about, well, yeah, Bilderberg does meet, and yeah, there's probably a bunch of steering committees, and yeah, you know, governments meet in secret, and yeah, politicians meet in secret, and yeah, this is stuff, and we all shouldn't really worry about this stuff because it happens all the time. No, 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 stop. You lose. Don't make it some throwaway, like we're the crazies, and then you admit that this stuff happens, and then, but we're still crazy. Okay? There's a reason, everybody… That if you follow off mainstream media, people like Jim Tucker and people like that that are connected with Bilderberg, and they'll come out and be like, oh, here's the five-year plan. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to do this, this, and this. And then it happens, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy predicted the future. No, and he's part, he listened to a steering committee that says here's what we should try to do. And now the steering committee is saying we need the guns from the American people. Because if we bankrupt this society, if we blast this thing off, if we go hyperinflation, which is what Bernanke's talking about, my friend and I who who was an econ major, I'm probably going to have him on the show. He's an awesome dude. We were talking yesterday or two days ago about – did you see that he said, we just don't even need a debt ceiling, which means he's about to go hyperinflation, everyone. Just keep printing the money because then they'll destroy the currency, and they'll say, well, we need – we need just a solid currency throughout the world that everyone can agree on. It's kind of like when they use the fake mirage of everybody knows that 9-11 wasn't an inside job. Everybody knows that the Gulf of Tompkins was not a staged event. Everybody knows. So if you challenge that, you're like the quack. Well, no, but the lady in the suit told me that everybody knows that that's wrong. So once again, break apart from the establishment media. That will be accomplishment number one for you in your fight for liberty. Number two, learn about the Federal Reserve System and what it does to our nation. There's a really good book. I finished it really quickly. It's called Dishonest Money. You can go look it up. Pretty factually accurate, but it takes like… The misnomers of fractional reserve banking puts them all into about 150 pages… Really layman pitch, 
nothing super complicated like the creature from Jekyll Island. Gives you a baseline. Start from there. Or just start asking questions. Why does a private bank loan our government money and interest that we have to pay for? Why are we going to all these wars? Who benefits from all this stuff? Why do I get less in my paycheck? Why am I getting taxed? I thought I wasn't getting taxed if I was under two hundred. If I didn't make under two hundred thousand dollars, why, why, why? And then you'll come back to lies, lies, lies. Because in a world of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Everyone. And I can't remember who said that quote. I think it might have been George Orwell. All right. So here's the other part of the Ron Paul clip, and then I've got. Two other clips that I want to play for you guys, and then two news articles, but I'll go ahead and, and give you a tantalizing morsel of the headline just for you guys. Kindergartner suspended for a comment on a toy bubble gun. No lie. And you guys are going to flip out when you hear about what they're saying this kindergartner did. So the gun hysteria is here, everyone. Batten down the hatches. And remember that guns don't kill people. Crazy people with guns kill people, or knives, or scissors, or ice picks, or whatever. Crazy people kill people. Mad people kill people. People that lose their mind kill people. Not law-abiding citizens with firearms. So here's Ron Paul. I, you know, I, I believe it, but compared to five years ago, millions of people know now that the Fed has, uh, you know, a significant responsibility on on the chaos they've caused. It's a special interest that bails out banks. Uh, Bernanke dealt with $15 trillion during the uh, 08-09 crisis, and he, he, did he bail out the homeowners? No, they lost their jobs and their houses. This, this money went into the big banks, uh, you know, the foreign governments, and we still stand there to back up the whole system. But it, it's, what the amazing thing is is how much trust they still put in us, us, the United States, that we'll be able to be the policemen of the world forever, and that as long as we print money, uh, we can loan it to foreign governments, and they'll keep buying our bonds and finance our extravagance. Well, th- that is the decision when that's coming to an end, and nobody can predict when that would that will happen. But the Fed, uh, the Fed is the culprit, and this is why Jackson and Jefferson struggled so hard to keep us from doing this. But ever, and then Lincoln wanted to have the central bank again, and we've been we've been back at this forever. But they they will self destruct. I mean, uh, they there's been no system like this that was maintained for long periods of time, uh, and this one's amazing that it's been lasting. But there will come a time, and I don't think it's that far off, where confidence will be lost and foreigners will quit. Foreigners have essentially quit buying our mortgage debt. And they're still buying our treasury debt, but they don't buy that mortgage debt. And who's buying it now? It's the Fed that's buying it, like a trillion dollars worth of bad mortgage debt. Mm-hmm. And how do they buy it? They create money out of thin air. But it really doesn't help the average person. And there's a saying in Austrian economics, when you, ha- uh, when you deliberately destroy uh, a currency, what you do is you destroy the middle class, and that is so true. Just look at what's happening to our middle class. And the rich aren't getting poorer. The rich are doing quite well. Uh, but this this will cause a lot of anger to arise, and and uh, then then it then it will stop. But uh, this is why it's so important for people to say, what kind of government do we want? Do we want a government that's supposed to take care of us from cradle to grave, or do we we want a very limited government to uh, protect our liberties? 
Okay. So now we're starting to paint the nice picture here for everyone. Yes, we're in an economic downturn. No, not in a downturn. Been in a recession for better part of three years now. How do you know that, Jake? Well, I mean, geez, unemployment's been at 9%, even with their fake phony numbers. Okay, moving on. What do we do about it? Well, you either stop the wars, guys, or we go Weimar Republic and it's ball game over. Everything that you've probably worked for is gone. Jake, that is very scary. Wow, that's really scary. I don't want everything I worked for to be gone. Well, then get involved. Holy crap. It's that simple. Start a radio show. Come down and meet us at the protest of Fed rally. If you get all this stuff, do something. Listen, sitting there on the couch watching the NFC Championship game is great and all. But if you're not balancing your life by going out and standing up for what you believe in, you're about to get steamrolled. Because this government that we've built here, people, and I don't mean we the people. I mean them the politicians. This is getting really, really out of control. You don't need central government. We don't need all this stuff. Start telling your states. Start going and talking to your reps. Hey, we're getting we're getting to the point where we're trying to introduce legislation to stop the NDAA. What are you guys doing? Huh? You guys doing anything like that in your town? Do it. It's very simple. It's about 20, 20 slides on a PowerPoint. Then go talk to your reps and say, hey, we should probably introduce legislation that says that our government can't secretly arrest me and ship me off to Gitmo just because they think I might be somehow, maybe, possibly, somewhere down the line, talk to a person that could be a terrorist. And that's how the verbiage is. It's not very cut and dry. It's Well, if if we say... If we, the authorities, say that you're involved with terrorist activity, then 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 we can secretly arrest you. And Jake, that's pretty creepy. That is pretty creepy. But that's where we're at, guys. I can't sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you everything is puppy dogs and ice cream, and and it's not. It's just not. But it's not horrible either. Still got a lot of freedoms. So just stay with it, everyone. Stay with it. Stick with the plan. So here is another clip. This is Neil Cavaro or whatever in the heck his name is. The guy that sounds like he always needs a cough drop. He drives me up bonkers. I don't know why people listen to him. But um, here's Ron Paul on his foreign policy in the in the failed foreign policy in the United States, and then hopefully I, I didn't edit this short. You get the super neocon at the very end come in and say, no, I think that if we were more aggressive, then people would lead us along. No, you guys need to understand a concept called blowback. Need to understand that. Can't go around trouncing in other nations, blowing up stuff, killing innocent civilians, and it not come back on you. That's why our founders said, beware of foreign entanglements. They were staunchly against that. They saw what England did. I mean, guys, the founders didn't just wake up one day in the middle of a field on this beautiful land that we call the United States and just say, you know what? We need to just write a nice little 
thing about how we need all these rights as people and we need to just go tell the the English to go to go stick it we're our own country no Dude, they were living under ridiculous laws ridiculous you can't make anything here in America you have to ship it back to London and you have to put your little stamp on it. You have to ship it back to London, have it worked there. So let's say – I've said this before. So you wanted to create a shovel. You could make pieces of the shovel here in America, ship it back to London so that it gets assembled there, gets the king stamp put on it, and then you ship it back to you. Now you can buy it for about 15 times what you could have made it for here in the U.S. That's why they were getting mad. But in America, we have this idea that just freedom just happens to be there, and it's just there. It's always going to be there. Good people are always going to get in charge, and people are just going to take care of me, and all this stuff is just going to work itself out. Guess what? Wake-up call. Bad people got in charge along the way. Sprinkle in some good people. Sprinkle in some idiots. Sprinkle in some bad people. And I don't mean bad. I mean, just look. They're tyrants, man. You guys ever met a control freak before? You guys ever met one of those people that you guys are all trying to figure out which bar to go to or something like that? He's one of your buddies, and you're all trying to go, well, let's go here, let's go here, I want to go here. And he throws a temper tantrum if you don't want to go to his spot. Like a little five-year-old. Or just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, hyper-aggressive on it, and then... You finally just cave because you eventually don't even care. You just want to shut him up. That's what we got. Ta-da! All right. So here's the Ron Paul clip on foreign policy, and then I will have 10 minutes to read my little caption that I had on Facebook. And then, um, yeah, share the message of the broadcast. Sorry, guys. And then um, if anybody's out there listening, you guys want to call in, um, this is going to be a little bit long clip, but I'll put you on hold. 602-753-1916. Once again, 602-753-1916. Anything you guys want to weigh in on. So whether you want to talk about foreign government, whether you think I'm a crackpot, whatever. Just call in, give me your thoughts, and then um, we'll have an intellectual discussion. Oh, no, a discussion. All right, so here's a Ron Paul clip. More frequent the calls for America's military to start intervening, should it? Ron Paul, the former Republican congressman, presidential candidate, says no, be careful, be very careful. Congressman, what do you think of this? I think it would be foolish. I think what we've been doing for so many years has been very foolish. I think that they ought to try to understand what blowback is all about and what the CIA has talked about and what Michael Schur has demonstrated so often uh, in uh, in his work uh, in the uh, CIA. Uh, it, it's just way too much. It, it hurts us to no end. One of the points I made when I gave my last little talk on the House floor was that the one of the trends and the problems that we're facing was violent anti-Americanism, and it's engulfing the world. And I think this is what's happening over there. You know, we have a, a mess in Egypt now. We don't know exactly what we're supposed to be doing in Syria. We're and we end up supporting, and even Hillary had an expression of it. Well, how did how did we know the bad guys were going to get these things? And I think what's happening in Mali right now, and these hostages, is uh, is a, uh, you know it's spun off from 
us getting involved in uh, in Libya and getting rid of Gaddafi. So one thing leads to another, and I just think that all these problems that we have makes my case very clear that we should follow should have followed the founders' advice of staying out of the entangling alliances and staying out of the internal affairs of other nations, mind our own business, and save a dollar now and then, now and then because. We're flat out broke. Well, the argument you get back, as you know, Congressman, is that we'll, we'll, we'll regret that because we essentially give the bad guys free run. Uh, now, now the, the argument against what they were just claiming is that, well, uh, terrorists are not idiots. They, they, they can pack up and leave. So if things get dicey for them in Afghanistan or Pakistan, apparently they move to Somalia or Algeria or what have you. But, but, but they, they, they seem to be pretty good at movement. Um, so I guess oh, yeah. the bigger question is, should we do anything about that, uh, or do we just let them brazenly grow unobstructed? Well, what we have to decide is why we have the problem. If we come down on the side that it's spontaneous and they hate Americans, there's Al Qaeda because they kill us and they don't like our prosperity and they don't and they don't like our freedoms, then you keep chasing them. But if if the problem of these threats toward us and the disruption is because we're involved, then the answer is be less involved. Uh, but what if, what if it's a little more than that, Congressman? I know you and I have chatted about this before. What if they really do hate us? They hate everything we stand for, and they really are all about what our, whatever our overtures to the, the, the Muslim community or lack thereof, that they're all about destroying us. They just can't stand us and want us dead. Well, with, with they, they might ask the same question, what if we didn't hate Muslims? I mean, you, we have to build up a lot of hatred for us to go 6,000 miles away and kill people with drones. And, we, and, and this is where the conflict is coming. We have to beat the drums of war and this hatred that we have to go over and do these things. And then all of a sudden, we have an epidemic of suicides of American soldiers that come back. What am I doing over here shooting these drone missiles and little kids dying? And innocent people dying, and all of a sudden they come back, and now more people die from suicide. Uh, you know, our soldiers are committing suicide. So I think it, I think it's a failed policy. It it, it doesn't accomplish anything. Right. And if we don't understand that, as long as we uh, don't want to look, we're either in denial or we don't understand it. But the CIA actually helps us on this to explain why there is retaliation. And uh, if we don't accept that. This is going to get much worse, and there are predictions that uh, right now that just because they haven't hit us here at home doesn't mean that they they are starting to like us anymore. I think it, the problem is growing. It's going to get a lot worse All as right. long as we think we're the king of the world. Ron Paul, thank you very much. I, uh, I think. You think? Shut up, dude. Shut up. You guys want to really freak yourself out? Go just Google the airlift of evil. Just Google it. We took known Al Qaeda terrorists, Al Qaeda and Taliban terrorists, in the Pakistani Air Force cargo planes, and and shipped them to Afghanistan with trunks of gold. There you go. And that's why Cavuto is like, well, well, they these these terrorists move around. Yeah, they, whatever little chess piece you guys want to put in, whatever land you want to invade, you just go put them there. And then you're like, well, they popped up. Can't believe they popped up here. Childlike, really childlike guys. So, if you guys think that I'm full of malarkey on that, 
I'm going to play a clip for you. And this is a great way to kind of end that segment. Because here is Bill Cooper, a man that lost his life defending this country, talking, speaking out about the New World Order, speaking out about whatever, you know, and, you know, he got into the occult. No, he didn't get into the occult. He studied the occult and the Illuminati, all those guys. Do I believe the Illuminati exists? Absolutely. Because if you if you sit there and look at yourself and you think that, hmm, there might be a group of people that could get together and conspire to dominate the world. Sure. Now, do they all sit in dark rooms and smoke cigars and stuff? Probably not. They're not going to talk to you. But do I believe that there is an occult aspect to what they're doing? Sure. No God-fearing person would ever do what these people do. So it's got to be the other end of the spectrum by deductive reasoning. Or they just don't believe in a God or a universe. But that doesn't make any sense either because what they do is is on specific days and it's just craziness. So anyway, I'm going to let Bill Cooper give you his uh, – this is about four minutes. I might cut it short because I want to be able to read my little excerpt from Facebook and then um, and then I'll close the show. So here's the Bill Cooper clip, everyone. Remember, this guy got shot in his driveway by the sheriff's office because he was bringing a lot of information to the forefront about the powers that be, and he gave this prediction. It was three months before 9-11, and then he died uh, a month and a half afterwards by the sheriff's office for the stuff that he said, and he was part of the militia movement, that evil, evil American. The largest intelligence apparatus in the world with the biggest budget in the history of the world, has been looking for Osama bin Laden for years and years and years and can't find him. Some doofus jerk-off reporter with a camera crew waltzes right into his hideout and interviews him. So why, why do all these fools believe this charade? That a CNN reporter and his little camera crew can do... With all the money and all the assets and all the eavesdropping and all the intelligence and all the satellites and all the undercover operatives in the world can never do. It's because they're not trying. They don't want to. Osama bin Laden is their creation, and he is serving them well. I mean, is this some kind of incredible joke that people are so stupid they'll fall for this? And now we're being bombarded with messages that Osama bin Laden is planning to attack the United States of America and Israel. Let me tell you something. If he's an enemy of Israel and the Mossad can't find him, then this thing is the biggest joke that you ever heard of in your life. And I'm telling you, be prepared for a major attack. But it won't be Osama bin Laden... It will be those behind the New World Order who once again want to take the guns and the freedom away from the American people because we're the only ones left in the world who can oppose the destruction of freedom in the world and the implementation of a one-world totalitarian socialist government, and that is the goal. And whatever is going to happen that they're going to blame on Osama bin Laden, don't you even believe it. Another social illusion, social engineering project to change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people 
of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. I wonder what Osama bin Laden's targets are supposed to be. And if they don't, you know, if this doesn't materialize in the next two or three weeks, it will eventually materialize because they haven't succeeded in getting the guns out of the hands of the American people, nor have they succeeded in taking our freedoms away. In fact, there's been a great awakening in this country and a, and a big backlash against these Marxist, communist, puke-faced, lying, subversive, Nazi, jackbooted Gestapo thugs that is gaining momentum. And so I can tell you with a certainty, they must do something terrible in order to stop this backlash and regain the sympathy of the mass herds of sheeple out there. And supposedly, we're not the only nation searching for Osama bin Laden. So the vast economic resources, the vast technological resources, the vast personnel resources, the vast networks and intricate web spun over all these years by the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA can't find Osama bin Laden, but CNN can? What a crying shame. How in the world? Could this country of all nations breed such a dumbed-down, unthinking, illiterate, uneducated, stupid, ignorant population? Ooh, 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 ooh. I have the answer. Television! That's right, and believing everything that you're told on the magic box. That's why we're in this predicament. So once again, understand everybody, understand that the mainstream media is not there to educate you. They're there to sell you stuff, mainly pharmaceuticals. That's why when Alex Jones got on there and started talking about the SSRIs, you know, Pierce Morgan's like, oh, whoa, 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 you can't go there, dude. Whoa, it's our sponsor, man. Zoloft, didn't you see this stuff? Come on, man. Okay, quickly through the news items. Kindergartner suspended for comment about a on a toy gun. This is MSN News, and I'll link this to the website. We are not cattle.net. And also check out you can check out all of Bill Cooper's um, videos on my YouTube channel. Um, we are not cattle TV. Go watch them, guys. It's absolutely bonkers. An attorney for a five-year-old girl in Mount Mount Camel or Carmel, excuse me, Pennsylvania, said school officials labored her a terrorist threat after she told another girl that she was going to shoot her with a toy gun that expels soap bubbles. No lie. So that's where we're at. We are so afraid of guns, and now whoever owns a gun and points it at another person, that's a terroristic threat. So here it comes, guys. Here comes the branding of the guns being the terrorists. The branding... Of the sheep being the terrorists. The next little news item I wanted to get to, LAPD conduct investigation after cop gives the bicyclist a ticket for arguing with him. Yeah, dude, just because you got a badge and a black uniform doesn't mean you're God. Once again, got a bunch of friends that are cops that probably laugh at this stuff all day, but this is really sick. It's like, I I, I need to give you – basically the guy said, hey, um, officer, you're, you're, you're blocking the sidewalk here where you can cycle through. And he just gets in the dude's face and said, well, I'm going to give you a ticket for arguing with me. That You can't argue with a police officer. You cannot do that. 
man, this guy, this guy is so glad that he wasn't trying to give me a ticket. I would have, I wouldn't have gotten the guy's face, but I would have given him a lot of legal recourse for what he tried to do to this dude. So anyway, that's going to do it for the show, guys. I appreciate everybody listening. Share the message of the broadcast. Hey, we're trying to do good things here. Love Liberty. Get a friend. Get informed. Get involved. Check out my Facebook page. You can like me if you want on Facebook. You can go through We Are Not Cattle on Facebook. I've got a page there. Or you can link straight to me, Jake Counts, Facebook. And uh, hey, love liberty, love freedom, and let's get this stuff going, guys. And um, also, I'm going to give you some more finite dates on the um, – the end the Fed rally. I think it's on the 16th of February, but I will get that out to everybody next broadcast. If you're within a couple hours and you like what I say, if you like what Ron Paul says, if you like this stuff, come on out, man. Come on out. Let's bullhorn these people. Let's get some people some information. Let's try to get people to awaken out of their coma, and then we can re-upload the Republic and get rid of all these crazy unjust wars. We can get rid of all this crazy stuff that could happen with the Fed with hyperinflation. I don't want my currency destroyed. I don't want any of this stuff to happen. So I'm doing something about it, and you should too. So once again, thanks for listening, everybody. Get a friend. Get informed. Get involved. And let's do it. Let's beat the New World Order. Let's beat the world government. Doesn't that sound like fun? In your heart.